Hey guys, Ed from Paranormal Inc. Ohio here, back at you again with another podcast. Tonight's podcast episode is about the Al-Madam ghost town of Dubai. The Al-Madam ghost town of Dubai was originally built in the 1970s. It was a small little town, and no one knows exactly why people left Al-Madam. Some even say evil spirits might be at play. So, I discovered this place when I was looking for another episode for you guys, something a little different, and I was trying to find ghost towns. There's ghost towns here and there, you know, there's Helltown in Cleveland, Ohio, there's all sorts of them on YouTube where these YouTubers go and they check them out and they supposedly are haunted, and you know, I came across a few, but this one really caught my eye. Uh, 1974, this place was built, Uh, I'm sorry, 1975. Almadam has just about 12 homes and a mosque, and the allure of mystery, only about a decade after its construction, it was abruptly abandoned. So that's 10 years after it was built, these people just left. Uh, The residents were gone, leaving the buildings behind and at the mercy of the desert. These people left all their stuff inside their homes. I mean, you can still go to this place to this day, and you can go through it, and you know, by now, they've gotten all the people's stuff out, but there for a long time, the, the people that had lived there once before left all their things there and just did not care what had happened to it. There was a lot of speculation of, you know, chemicals, there was this and that, but a lot of the conspiracy is it was a jinn. And a jinn in Islamic terms, in the Islamic uh, religion, is a demon. And they believe that a jinn was cursed onto this town. And rumors of the paranormal soon ran rampant after that. Some say the town is home to jinns, like I just explained, supernatural spirits. So they believe that a female jinn is said to have cat eyes and matches machetes for hands. It's just, it's just insane. They said that this, this thing had machetes for hands, and it was coming after everybody, and it was going after everybody, and no matter what they did, they was going to get, they was going to get caught by this thing. I mean, some people went missing, and they never found them. They had a couple of unsolved murders, which you know you're in the middle of the Middle East, so I mean, and, and murder can happen anywhere. So, uh, in 2018, the Sahara Art Foundation tried to clarify the mysteries surrounding Almadam and its history. The res- was and the results of this research weren't directly made public, but used to make a 2019 documentary dedicated to the site, the landing. Unfortunately, the original residents of these 12 homes could not be located, but according to testimonies by people living in the surrounding areas, the hamlet was built on a former Bedouin tent site in an effort to house nomadic groups during the country's push towards modernization. No one truly knows what exactly made the residents leave, but most of them resettled in other districts of Al-Madam between 1982 and 1985. Some went missing, some were never found, some were murdered. The most logical explanation attributes to the residents' departure to the area's numerous and sizable sandstorms. Whenever there'd be a sandstorm, it would hit the area really hard, and it would just plow into them. And it would overtake their houses, their yards, this and that. Uh, laws used to live in those homes. When 
when they left, scrap metal collectors came at night to steal doors and whatever metal they could get. They even stripped the mosque of all its metals and piping and everything like that to try to get a couple bucks. So when exactly did the gen theory start making the rounds? Nobody has any idea. But the same in the 2018 research. You know people take photos and make up all sorts of stories. No doubt some people started saying the place was haunted. As you would with any other abandoned village. You know. Um, Norhan, a local who manages a garage in a different district of Almadam, said that tourism only really picked up five or six years ago. Around that time, a YouTuber who I can't, I don't even really recall his name, came to make a video of the site. The video subsequently went viral. When she put her stuff on YouTube and Google telling ghost stories, everyone started coming to see the place, Norhan said. Before that, there was this and that. The rumors of jinns and evil spirits have always been here. We have no idea why these people left at this time. We have no idea why these people Some cannot be found. And they did not solve the murders. Before the site became popular, it was far less accessible. Only locals came around to enjoy its awe-inspiring sights. Before the Dubai's industrialization, there was no road access to the village. Back then, the locals would come over and say... And stay two, three days, usually Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They camp out in the desert and sleep on the roofs. The authorities have apparently tried to block access to the site. So here comes another bunch of conspiracies about this place. Um, it's been going on now for about five years. Even though on the, on the face of it, there's nothing actually preventing physical access to the village except for some barbed wire fences. There were too many travelers coming and camping out here, most of them European. Even now, you still see 10 cars come by every day. For its part, the regional tourism organization says tourists can and should keep visiting. Of course they're going to say that. They want their, their place to flourish. There are no plans to develop Al-Madam as a tourist attraction. At present, though tourists are welcome, a spokesperson for the organization had said in this research that Shazay, the owner of a tourism agency in Al-Madam, believes the village represents a great opportunity for the region's entrepreneurs. As far as he's concerned, it's in the residents' interest to preserve the town's mystery. There are a lot of articles everywhere about this ghost town. I found them. Like, there was tons of them on here. And the crazy thing is, is the sand has overtaken everything in these places. Like, The metal scrappers came and took the doors, uh, you know, anything metal. They took the window, uh, uh, the window panes and everything, even glass. They took it all and they stripped these buildings. So the sandstorms have kept hitting. And now that these places are so filled with sand, it's becoming dangerous for people to go in. And, and not even that, it's just the government is still trying to block this place off, but like they are, but they're not. Like, there's warning signs coming up to it not to go in there. And then there's a barbed wire fence around some of it. I mean, and not even all of it. So there's no, there's really no explanation why they want to keep everybody out of there. Um, I absolutely believe in spirits. I do. And I do believe that they can go anywhere. And I do believe if things happened here, if some ritual was done, that something has locked onto this place and has stayed there. Um, I don't know if the spirits are harmful. 
Uh, I haven't found any type of uh, story or anything on the research I've done in this place where somebody has said they've been hurt or they felt like something bad was going to happen. But they do believe that a jinn is there. A jinn is an evil spirit. So, but this jinn evidently doesn't attack anybody or it's just there, you know, doing its own thing. I don't know. Um, like I said, I've done a lot of research on this place because I, I, I couldn't stop. I, I started looking for this last week. And I came across it, and I was like, "Man, this is kind of this is kind of neat. I, I've never heard of any place like this in the desert. Usually, <clears throat> these towns get torn down, you know, as fast as they as fast as they're abandoned, or somebody takes them over. But this one has not been touched. So I don't I I don't know. I believe that there's something there. I mean, there's too many stories out there that say that there's something in this place." I mean, there's stories of good, stories of bad, stories of none, of no spirits. Um, it's just you got to take it with your own grain of salt. And I believe that, personally, I believe that it is haunted. Uh, some things went down here. Maybe somebody summoned something they shouldn't have, and it just came to where uh, that's it. It stayed there. I mean, the fact that the government is like... It's weird. They, they want it shut down, but then they don't want it shut down. They got barbed wire around some of it, but not barbed wire around all of it. And, like, the mosque is still there. I mean, they're still used prayer rugs in the mosque. So everything else and all the other houses were taken out, but the mosque wasn't touched. I mean, why would they do that? Why would they leave everything in the mosque? The metal scavengers came, and they took the metal out of the mosque, but didn't touch anything else in it. And when it, the government came through and cleared out everybody's stuff, they didn't touch anything in the mosque. Now, I get it. They could have been out of respect. You know, Islamic religion is very precise. You know, they are very for respecting what it is that they do. So maybe they just saw the prayer rugs there and they said, no, we're not going to touch them out of respect of the people that own the prayer rugs. You know, maybe they'll want to come back and pray. So I have no idea. I know that... I've read some things where people get kind of, they get like a oddball feeling, but you got to think about it. You're going to this place at night. It's terrifying. It's the desert and it's night. I mean, there's no light, but your flashlight or whatever camera you have that's going in there. So you got a night vision camera. The place is overtaken with sand and everything like that. So, I mean, you, you take it as, as it is. And, and the Middle East is so rich in biblical history that I find it hard to believe that, that nothing is going on there. I mean, you got to think, these places were around during biblical times. These places were around when Christ walked the earth. You know, and a lot of these things happened in the Middle East. So a big part of that could probably stain that part of the world forever. You know, and these things could happen. Um, I believe some things have happened. Uh, of course, I believe in the spirit world and I believe in the paranormal. But I, I recommend you guys check it out. Check out the Al Madame Ghost Village. Uh, it's very interesting. It's a very good read. Uh, I pretty much touched on everything that you guys would need to know about it. Um, but it's just that it's still there. And what, what gets me is the government doesn't want you there, but they let you there. It's so weird. Like, those, there's signs warning you before you go there. 
you know they say they don't want you there they put barbed wire around some but not around all and they clear everything out but the mosque the mosque wasn't touched the only place the mosque was touched by was the metal scrappers they took the metal and everything they didn't touch anything else and how these people was only there for 10 years and then they just they just left it's up and left people became missing you know there was a couple unsolved murders and the people just just left and left all their stuff there I get it when we talk about a place like Chernobyl and they ran and you know they fled because there's a nuclear meltdown happening. You had to go. You couldn't have time to take anything. But these people really didn't have a need to flee. They really didn't have a need to, to go. And it makes me think of, of the Amityville haunting where the Lutz family was in there for you know 30 days and left and left all their belongings there. He said, we want nothing to do with this house. We'll never go back in that house. All because of an evil attachment, a demonic spirit that was in the house. So it makes me think of that. And when I think of that, it kind of matches up. They say something evil is there. They say it's a gin. And then they all leave. Granted, it wasn't 30 days. It was 10 years. But still, who just ups and leaves with nothing? It has left all their belongings behind and the government's kind of shady about this place. So it just makes you think, was there some type of government happenings going on there? You know, was there an evil spirit there that had these people leave? It also makes me think of Helltown in Cleveland, Ohio. The residents of Helltown were told by the government to get out. No ifs, ands, or buts. And you still go there to this day and still look in these houses and there's still everybody's stuff sitting there like it's in a time capsule. And they tried to play it off like it was something wrong with the water. When, if there was some chemical spill in the water, why were they trying to make it a nature preserve to this day? And they blocked the whole town off. Like you can't, like you can get into it and walk through it, but they make it really hard. It's almost like this place. It's almost like the government wants you there, but doesn't want you there. They block the town miles back before you can get into it. And it is a long walk i'm telling you take a motorcycle take a scooter don't be like me and drive there and then have to walk because it is a long hike to get to this to get to this town but the houses it's like it's like they weren't even touched you look inside the windows and it's still all the furniture and everything from the 70s still sitting in there so it just, I, I don't know. And then they say that, you know, Helltown was uh, a bunch of satanic worshipers and was doing sacrifices. But that's another story for another night. The Almadam ghost town in Dubai is one of the craziest, creepiest places I think I've ever read about. And I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode about it. Um, <clears throat> you guys can go to ParanormalIncOhio.com. That will take you to the Facebook page and the business page. You can also go from there to Paranormal Inc. Ohio group where it is a group page on Facebook and we talk about the paranormal and we ask questions and we try, we kind of, you guys get a chance to chime in to give me ideas for episodes of different things you want to hear about or see. Every Thursday and Friday night, I am live at 10 p.m. on Facebook. So you guys can check out Fear Thursday and Fear Fridays. Uh, and every Monday night, of course, here on the podcast is the podcast. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. 
please come check out everything you want to check out. You can check out old ghost stories on uh, paranormalinkohio.com. You can go to YouTube and type in Paranormal Inc. Ohio and check out some old ghost stories. There's even some new ghost stories on there. You can go to TikTok, look up, yep, Paranormal Inc. Ohio, and you will check out and find some ghost stories on there. So until then, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming out, checking it out, and listening. And I will be here on the next one. Have a good night.